Thank you very much, Reverend. I am supposed to be speaking about forces of evil at work. Luke chapter 2, verse 1 to 6. Uh, many of us have experienced attacks from the devil, but it's a very unfamiliar ground. So it's likely that many times when we are attacked by forces of evil, it is very, very likely that we do not link the two physical attacks to the spiritual attack. We can't deny it. It's a reality. Life begins in the spiritual. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 says, Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before I even formed you, in your mother's womb, I knew you. The issue was, which womb will you be born in? Which tribe? Which mother? Which father? But you existed. You were a spiritual affair. I do not know where you were, who you were with, but you existed before you were formed in your mother's womb. You and I. So for us to come here, it started in the spiritual. So everything that we see starts in the spiritual, then comes into the physical. Some of us dream, and I'm sure some people here will testify, you dream of somebody who has died. And by morning, you're getting news that somebody has died. Or you dream you're going to lose a job or your boss is so harsh on you. By morning, it is a reality. Or you dream you have been, uh, you've got an accident. By morning, it's a reality. Our lives begin in the spiritual. There is no way it would begin in the spiritual and then the physical is different. And that's why human beings are spiritual. Human beings are looking for answers, answers from the uh, Catholic religion, answers from Mama Fina, answers from Islam religion, answers from Anglican religion, answers. Everybody is looking for answers everywhere because life begins in the spiritual. But what was God's plan? John 10, 10. John 10, 10, B. I wanted to start with John 10, 10, B. John 10, 10, B. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Christ came that we will have life and have it to the full. We were conceived in the spiritual. We were bathed in the physical. And God's plan was that as he baths us, we have life, eternal life, and have even on us, we have life in full. Even in the life to come, we have life in full. But many times, it doesn't go like that. We live lives of pain, lives of disease, lives of love, lives of worry. The other time I was sharing and I was saying, the other time I was, I was sharing and I was, I was telling people that uh, you can live up to the edge of it and you've never had a full and happy life. 
And that one is for the individual. Again, human beings are spiritual. So each one of us needs to go back in our spirit and ask ourselves, have I been happy? If I have Christ, why am I worrying? Why am I not happy? But Christ came, that was God's plan. Satan's plan was to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And this is where I want to put a little more emphasis because it's related to the topic that I was given. To kill, to steal, and to destroy. Kill your joy, kill your life, kill your wealth, kill your health, kill your relationships, kill your job, kill. And because it's a mission statement, we cannot play with the mission statement. All of us are working, most of us. Even All Saints has a mission statement. No employee gets into an institution and diverts from a mission statement. No one. Even if you have new ideas, they have to align with the mission statement. So the devil cannot give us anything, anything negative that we see. We just know this is to kill, to steal, and to destroy me. Those are the forces of evil. They do not have another job to hang around you, to hang around this earth. No. I, I keep telling people that you can have a disagreement with your husband. And if you're not spiritually sensitive, you'll sit aside and say it was a simple disagreement. No. Who motivated it? Who motivated it? It is not the Holy Spirit who motivated it. And once it's not the Holy Spirit, he came the mission is bigger than the little that you see. And man's responsibility is to be alert. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8. To be alert. Be sober. In mind. Because your enemy, the devil, crawls around like a roaring lion looking for who to devour. Looking for who to devour. So we all know the first victims to forces of evil, Adam and Eve. And you know the strategy the devil used. Lies and manipulation and gaslighting. Gaslighting is a common thing that many people use. I like the word because it puts all this together. The devil does not bring something that is so new to you. And that's why Jesus said that our enemies many times are from a household. I'll get to that first. The devil uses gaslighting is a convenient way for the devil because it's a form of psychological manipulation in which a person sows a seed of doubt in you, making you question your own reality, your own memory, your own perception. I mean, just take it from the way uh, the devil talked to Eve. Did he really say this? No, you understood it wrongly. He meant this. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 to 6. Because of time, I think they are familiar stories. You'll go over them. The devil uses things that are so subtle. So subtle. He will tell you, for example, if it's a man, home is not comfortable. You see how your wife is not caring. You're here in office. Somebody worships you in office. And they are saying, no, 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 no. I just want to be a friend. They are so subtle, they are so tempting, they are so sweet, they are so manipulative. But each time you see the devil knocking at the door, remember the mission statement. He does not just come for you to have a little time of happiness. No, 
to kill, to steal, to destroy. And let me tell you, friends, even if it is a flu, some of us, like for me, nothing touches my family when I've not perceived it in the spiritual. I don't know the difference, maybe because I spend quite a lot of time with God, fasting and praying. I would dream that my child has got sick and I see a movie in the dream. After two days, I get a call. Mommy, I am on medication. What's the matter? They say it's an infection, it's flu. And sometimes I'm like, somebody actually said, eh, like God can really gossip. Jeremiah 33, 3. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3 says that seek me, come close to me, and I will show you deep, deep things that no one knows about, even before they happen. Jeremiah 33, verse 3. A relationship with God will help you to perceive things. You'll watch a movie of what evil is about to befall you the next day. And some of them are so overwhelming because you'll see your friend and he's the one in the movie. Ladies and gentlemen, forces of evil do not come just to, hello? I hear an echo in the background. They don't just come to, to give us a short moment of pain. No, even if it's a flu. The fact that it has first been perceived in the spiritual means that the bang was meant to be big. But because you woke up, and interjected, it ends up as just a flu. The devil comes with a full mission statement. The most painful is that he uses, he uses those next to us. Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 to 14. If the devil attacked Jesus Christ himself, Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 to 14. Who are we? The devil came when Jesus was coming from fasting and praying for 40 days. We are talking of God fasting. Because the two, the three are one. We are talking of Jesus going for a 40-day fast. Some of those things that align us against the forces of evil are fasting and praying. They, so, they are so empowering. But one of the things you need to note here is that even when Jesus was himself coming from a long fast, the devil was just waiting at the exit to contact him. And he came and the devil was promising wealth, power, and food to the creator of wealth, power, and food. Who will he fear? I told you he uses gaslighting. And when the devil is promising this to Jesus, he is not coming with a small agenda. He's just not going to give you a plate of food. I keep telling ladies, and by the way, don't be deceived. Even older ladies get, get men hitting at them all the time. I keep telling them that if this person is promising you this, it's not just that. The devil has a full mission statement to kill, to steal, and to destroy, even if it's just a flu even if it is a small accident, even if it's just somebody duping you of money, it looks small in your physical eye. If you were given the eyes those guys use in the spiritual, you would marvel, you'd be in shock. They probably would die if we knew what 
the devil is planning for us. So the forces of evil are meant for a full mission statement. So, Luke 22, verse 1 to 6. That is a text I was given. And I'm going to go through it very, very fast. The five strategies that devil used when he was planning to destroy Jesus. I have given you examples. The first encounter of a human race with Lucifer and how he messed them up. And he didn't stop there. He went to God himself and said, come, look here, there's food. Who wouldn't want food from a fast? I don't know how many have gone in a fast. I've started one today for a long time. Food is one thing, even the things you don't eat. When you're coming from a fast, those are things that you yearn for because you're starving. The devil knows how to get to us. He knows which strategies to use. He knows your weak area. Let me tell you, when you have a struggling marriage, I've been married for 23 years. There are those days you have disagreed so badly and it's going on for maybe a week. And then you're in office and everybody, these familiar people telling you how beautiful you look. Oh, Jennifer. Oh, probably even going for a trip and you're going to be away for five days. He uses the weak points. The weak points. I don't even know why the, 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 the person who asked me to speak used the word forces of evil. Force. Forces. Forces. Maybe let's look at it in the sense of the Russian forces against the Ukrainian forces. The Bible says somewhere, I was looking for that scripture. Maybe I'll find it somewhere as I share. I'll put it somewhere. The things in the, real, in the physical should teach us the things that are in the spiritual. The whole setup in the physical was made by God. Don't tell me about professors who have discovered DNA or who have discovered the other things. Those things already existed in the spiritual. We are given a 10% that we translate and transform into the physical, and then we call ourselves the inventors. And ladies and gentlemen, this evil guy, Satan himself, is not a creator. At least that right was not given to him. He's not a creator. He picks what God has already created and then he counterfeits it. And you all know how much a counterfeit glitters if you're looking for gold. It glitters louder than authentic gold. So let the things that are in the physical teach us what it is in the spiritual. Just watch a clip of Ukraine and, and Russian war. Uh, I don't know which one you want to choose to look at as the force of evil, but choose either and then look at that and then place ourselves in this earth and know that that is going on every day around you. Those forces are happening every day around you as you sit in office, as you drive to work, as you go home, around your marriage, around your workplace. Even in church, just figure out that that is what is happening every day. But thank God for the grace, the grace of God that is so abundant. And ladies and gentlemen, each time I've been said that years, each time I am tempted to slow down on my faith, 
I think about the things that God is fighting, the battles he's fighting, even when I'm not aware. And all of you will testify with me that there are things you will know after 10 years that a particular person at a workplace or home or wherever was planning against you. But God shielded you that you never got to know a thing and you're getting to know after 10 years when even the battle is over. If you had known then, you would have crushed. Oh, thank God for the grace. The grace that he gives us, the battles he fights on our behalf. The Ukrainian missiles he prevents from hitting us. And how much more would it have been if we threw ourselves, Jeremiah 33, 3, deeply in the Lord every day? I think we would achieve much more. Uh, we are now going to Luke 22, verse 1 to 6. I don't have a Bible right here with me, but if you have a Bible there, please keep reading. Keep reading as I mentioned the verses. That is the text, the major text for today. And in about 10 minutes or five minutes, I'll be done. How Satan works. From verse one to two, these guys sat, the high priests, and they started to plan how to, to destroy Jesus. Now, do you realize that this was an inside job? The very priests he was working with, who should have welcomed him and the guy sitting to plan his downfall from verse one and verse two. It is related to Matthew 10, 36, when Jesus said that the people who will destroy you will be your inside. You're very close people. Each of you knows the pain you have gone through because of relatives. If you haven't, at least your mother has or your father has. Satan uses the people that are closest to you. That is number one. Number two, from verse three to four, that is when they called Judas Iscariot to come in, to complete, to, ex to execute the job. They found the person who, when Jesus was hiring, he knew that this guy is the one going to finish me. I don't know how many of us would be so patient with our enemies like that. So when Jesus is telling you to forgive your enemies, he knows because he went through it. He hired this guy as a treasurer on the boat, but he knew that this was the guy going to fish him. Don't think he got shocked at that day when he stayed on the table that one of you is going to betray me. No, he knew from day one when he was hiring him. And we thank God for him, for Judas Iscariot, who wouldn't be here today. We have been going through how uh, people in the past, before in the before Old Testament, how they used to struggle um, cleansing themselves from sin. Where would we have got all the goats and all the sheep and all the cattle and all the time, each time we sin. So thank God for Iscariot. But one thing to note in verse three and four is that he uses available vessels. That's number two. First. He uses the closest to us. Matthew 10, 36, that's verse one and two. Number two, he uses available vessels. He chose Judas, who was closest to him. And I pose a question here. Are you that vessel? Are you 
you walking so close to Jesus, but when somebody wants to pull down Reverend Hillary or wants to pull down uh, Sheila or wants to pull down Mary, he uses you. Are you the available vessel that the devil uses to pull down Christians? Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 and 21 is going to help you understand where you fall. Sometimes he uses the bishops, the captains, the parishioners. In this case, he used the treasurer of the board. He is the one who destroyed, who pulled down the church. Number three is in verse five. He uses gold, glory, girls, gold for wealth. He uses money. Satan uses rewards that boss who gets so close and gives you more and more and more and more opportunities. That bishop who gets close and gives you more and more and more and more opportunities. You need to look closely. What are they saying? That friend to your husband who gets so close to the family, what else are they saying? That child of a friend who lives in the home with you, what could he be doing behind your back to your children? He looks so nice and so innocent. The devil uses rewards. He uses rewards. He used the spirit of Mormon in exchange for the Lord. Verse 5. It was money. This is a guy who had seen how much power Christ had. How much. We haven't. We see him in the spiritual, but this guy saw him in the physical for close to 30 years. And here he is. A spirit of Mormon is a force of evil that has pulled down so many, even very powerful men and very powerful women of God. Mormon, a spirit of Mormon is so strong. Those of you who can Google, you need to spend time and Google on it. It is so strong. The spirit of money. Very few people can resist money. And if you master the courage to manage money and to master, to, 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 to control money, then the devil might use something else. It might use girls. Very few men can resist beautiful women. Very few people can resist promotions. The devil uses rewards. So failure to master and control the spirit of mormon and women and power, humiliation and idolatry will ultimately take over your life. Uh, second, I'm almost finishing. In verse 6, he used opportunity. The devil uses opportunity. In verse 6, related to Ephesians chapter 4, verse uh, 27, it says, do not give the devil a foothold. What is a foothold? The last time I shared, I told you, I don't give space to the devil even in my head. If I have nothing sensible to think about, I'll switch a sermon and I'll put in my ears and I drive. I have wasted years worrying about the job. What is the boss going to say? Now I'm going to office. Now this one. Now the money is not enough. Now, this, uh, now the child is sick. You are wasting useful time. That is a foothold in itself. Because the devil knows you want to bring men and you fall. Or women and you fall. So he'll use what is so subtle. And that is your mind, anxiety, worry, and many other things. 
Some are so weak that money will pull them down. Others are so weak that power can tempt them and pull them down. But those of you who think you're standing strong, you can use your mind. So he, the devil uses opportunity. In verse 6, they say, we are going to wait and strike when opportunity shows up. And lastly, ladies and gentlemen, is in verse 6b. He works in the dark. That is what it says in Luke uh, 22, verse 6b. They came in the dark. They used an opportunity in the dark. If you also go to John 3, 19 and Luke 22, 53, the devil works in the dark. Let me tell you, a gaslighter works in the dark. A person who gaslights, who manipulates, who lies, who blackmails, they'll never do it in your face. They never. Liars, they never do it in your face. I started with those that are so subtle that Christians think we can escape. But I want you to think of the bigger things. Thieves come in the, in the night. Uh, all these funny stuff that people do in bars and wherever, lodges, they do in the dark. The devil uses works in the dark. And lastly, as I conclude, ladies and gentlemen, when we are talking about forces of evil, they come with a mission statement. Never, ever, ever be deceived that when you're blackmailed, it's just as simple. No. The devil's mission statement has to come in full, just like how you work for those organizations, and you can't go away from the mission statement. To kill, to steal, and to destroy you. Let's not underestimate these forces of evil. Our responsibility is in First Peter. Chapter 5, verse 8. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, crawls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. May the Lord bless you. Thank you very much, uh, Aunt Jennifer. Agnes, over to you just to pray through this issue. Father, we bless your holy name and exalt you for this word that has come to us. We receive this word in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for this, your servant, whom you have used, O oh Lord, to share this word with us. Father, bless her, Lord. Continue using her to minister to your people, Lord. Bless her family, King of glory. And Lord God, I pray that you will continue revealing yourself to you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that we shall have a strong relationship with you because it is by knowing you and having that relationship with you that you can reveal yourself to us. Lord God Almighty, we pray that you will overthrow all transactions that are contrary to our breakthroughs by the blood of Jesus, shake down the seat of darkness and reign in our lives, reign in our families, reign in our places of work, reign in our businesses, O oh Lord. Our God and our Father, we pray that you will give us spiritual antennas, King of glory, 
to detect the plans of the enemy, to detect what the enemy wants to do to us that will divert us from you. Heavenly Father, we pray that you reveal yourself to us and help us to deal with the evil in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that you will shield us from all evil assignments in the name of Jesus. Lord, Judas was got an assignment and he allowed the enemy to take control of him and therefore he was used to sell Jesus to be crucified. Help us, King of glory, that we shall not be used to execute evil assignments of the enemy. Father, King of glory, shield us, O Lord. Direct us, O Lord. Lord, we pray that we shall have sober minds and be vigilant. And Lord, because we know that the devil that chases us, O Lord, is a roaring lion. My Father, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for today. Lord, we thank you for today that you have spoken to us, O Lord. Lord, we pray that we shall use this, your word, O Lord, to fight the forces of evil. And forever, Lord, we ask that you protect us, O Lord, from all forms of evil and direct us to yourself, O Lord, that the enemy will not use us, O Lord, that the enemy will not access us, O Lord, to execute its assignments, O Lord. For you are our God, you are our Redeemer, you are our Deliverer, you are our strong tower, you are our shield. Lord, we put on your full armor, King of glory. Lord God Almighty, that we may be able to fight against the scheme of the devil. Father, Lord, as we separate, we ask that you, King of glory, you will continue ministering to us, that you will continue speaking to us, Lord, that when we go away, we shall set apart time to think through this word, oh Lord, because the enemy is always near us, oh Lord, waiting, Lord, to take us away from you. Father, this morning, oh Lord, we submit ourselves to your Lordship and surrender ourselves to you. For your mighty, you are holy. In the name of God the Father, we ask that you help us, oh Lord, to him praise, giving. Amen.